we but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedalian, and this is Shining Stars, a program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world. Thank you for joining me here on Shining Stars. Today we will be talking about bringing more awareness to a sometimes overlooked population in our community. I'm talking about those diagnosed with ASD or Autism Spectrum Disorder. Every April is a month that is dedicated to increasing the understanding and acceptance of people with autism. In 2017, the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau, also known as GLCVB, began an initiative to highlight attractions in and around the Lansing area that are sensory friendly and tailored to those with autism. To talk about that in more detail, joining me in the studio is the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau President and CEO, Julie Pinkston. Welcome to the show, Julie. Glad to be here. Thank you for having us. I appreciate you coming in and talking to me uh, about what is coming up here with the uh, Autism Awareness Month. You guys, of course, started this back in 2017, and it was the Center of Disease Control. They report that 1 in 44 children in the U.S. are affected by ASD. I've always been curious, I guess, from the perspective of I don't know too many people with ASD. And it is one of those things I do not quite understand. And I know that there are a lot of people that do not understand as well. So how does a non-autistic person better understand what it is like to have ASD? And before we we get into this a little bit further, uh, we're preferencing that Julie is not specifically an authority on this. But your involvement with the uh, Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau has uh, given you quite a bit of education in this area. You know, it really has given me a lot of education. We started this program, like you mentioned, in 2017, and I was like you and knew very little about the huge population that has autism spectrum disorder or other neurodiverse issues that just make their mind work a little bit differently. And so... It was something that we wanted to address as an entity as for our destination, mm-hmm. that we wanted to be able to welcome all of all people to our community. And so this is a big population to try to be able to welcome. And unfortunately, for what we do, we promote tourism to our community. And this population of people, it's really difficult to travel because many of the things that are difficult when you're on the spectrum are related to change and things being different and the and the unexpected. So one of the things that helps with that is understanding a community before you get there. And we spend a lot of time trying to make that option available that you can go on a video and learn about this community before you get here. So you can understand that if I'm going to an attraction, I can watch this with my family and realize that there are going to be five stairs when I walk in the building and I don't okay. like stairs or there's some really big overhead fans. And that's a, a for someone on the spectrum, fans and bright lights and unexpected things are are things that cause them to react in a way that maybe some of us have witnessed where you get that quote unquote meltdown. And mm-hmm. 
And like you said earlier, I am certainly not trained or an expert, but we've been able to work with over um, with our, our our trainer who has trained over 1,400 people in this community to better welcome our guests. And so some of the things I have picked up from her are those um, little nuances, those social nuances that maybe we don't understand that if we could dim some lights or if we could take away loud sounds. And that's where a lot of the sensory-friendly programming initiates from is that you're you're offering the same experience in an attraction or something that's happening in the community, but you're doing it in a way that eliminates some of the unexpected and those startling type of things. Now, certainly the spectrum is very broad and very wide-ranging of of everyone that, sure. that's on it. And so um, that makes it a challenge to meet all needs. But knowing going in what those what those challenges could be, you might then decide to go to something or not. And so it's been a huge learning experience for me in a very positive way, not just to understand people on the spectrum and what their needs might be if they're coming here to our destination, but in in truth, all of us might have something that triggers us that is just something that's annoying or we can't tolerate or whatever that sure. looks like, whether you're PTSD, pre-dementia, you have anxiety. All of those things are more prevalent today, and, and the same type of accommodations that are made for people on the spectrum affect a lot more of the population than we might have understood originally. So it's very broad. So, so, and again, just to recap a little bit, just to give uh, an idea, I, I, I always think of this electronic device that I have at the house and it has this little buzz every time it's plugged in and it drives me crazy. And it, you know, it's very light noise, but that would be something that perhaps somebody on the spectrum, if they heard it, it's amplified. Right. It might set them into, you You might see people that on the spectrum wearing noise canceling headphones just mm-hmm. for that reason. So they're going out, they're out in public and people might look at them with curiosity or even, you know, what are they doing? But that's then helping them function by canceling out those loud noises or those buzzings or the, the things that just trigger them and set, set something off for them that, you know, we don't understand. And it's just, just something in particular. That. So, and that's why the, the term spectrum comes about, right? Because it might be that that noise doesn't bother that individual, but bright lights do. Exactly. And and you don't know that. And when we try to be welcoming to all, that's, you don't know what that means. And so the best scenario is to just be patient, be kind, and, and understand that you probably don't understand what is happening in their world and, and what they need to do to adjust to it. Okay. And, and we will preface once again, Julie is not an authority on this, not a trainer, nothing like that, but just uh, we're creating our own conversation uh, in the goal of bringing awareness to autism. April is known as Autism Awareness Month. This has been around since 1970. And of course, as I've gotten older, it seems like it's become more and more prevalent. I'm seeing it more often. I remember it vaguely back in the 90s a little bit. That's probably when I first became more aware of it. What are the early signs of uh, autism that people could look out for? Again, I am not an expert. <laughs> Let's make this all the way clear, but I have, I've spent a lot of time trying to understand, and I think that's one of the big highlights uh, that's come to my attention is when we started this work mm-hmm. in, in promoting for this destination, um, it was one in 59 children were diagnosed yes, on the spectrum. It's yes. now, so five years later, one in 44. So the 
question our, our trainer gets a lot is why such a huge increase in that diagnosis. And I think that's why the, the spectrum is broad and that the early signs people are looking for that now and mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. what to look for. And so that does make a difference in that early diagnosis and working to understand a little bit better. There's a lot more research and a lot more information that allows them to make some of those uh, diagnoses and understand that if you start working with children early, that then that can help, you know, bring them along um, in different ways. So, okay. Uh, could you tell me a little bit? Because uh, I, I know you're, you, uh, you know, the gentleman, and I'm going to probably say it wrong Xavier uh, de Groot. So, yes, I would love to talk about Xavier. Um, Xavier, yeah, thank you. Got you. It. Yep. He is a, uh, a person on the spectrum, and he has been an autism advocate for most of his life. Now that he's in, in an adult phase of his life, he's really able to make an effect change. And so he's worked with a lot of legislators, local officials to, to create actual legislation that has, has supported those on the spectrum for the future. And so he has recently opened a autism and history center in Meridian Mall. Okay. And uh, it's first of its kind in, in the nation. That and, is awesome. Which is really great for our community, for one thing, to just really very visibly showcase that this community is is tuned into the needs of those on the spectrum. And he's offering a place in the Meridian Mall, which, as you can imagine, has a lot of things that are unexpected, are bright or, you know, those all those triggers. And he's created a sensory-friendly place where you can come, take a moment, regroup, play with some toys if uh, your children are with, uh, with uh, needs for that. And mm-hmm. then... Also, one entire wall includes the history of autism, so you can learn a lot about it as well. So it's a a small museum. One of his goals was to be a curator for a museum. So he's not only a curator for a museum, he created his own museum. That is great. And that's something that was needed, that now you can go in and and understand that a little bit more, and and then it becomes something that's not so foreign to the rest of us that maybe don't understand, or we hear of autism, like, what does that mean? I don't know. And so he's he's showcasing that very clearly. Very cool. Well, I'm glad he's doing that work out there and uh, making it a part of his life and making it a part of ours so that we actually get to know a little bit more about that. Do you know his website? I don't know off the top of my head. I apologize, but Lansing. I don't apologize. La- I, didn't, dot, I forgot to write it down well, myself. Well, Lansing.org <laughs> is our website, and it is on there. So when you look under Lansing.org under things to do, we have a whole sensory-friendly um, page of information. And uh, his website is there as well, along with some of our other partners like the Mid-Michigan Autism Association and Able Eyes is another partner that um, I mentioned those videos that you can preview and understand a community before you visit it or an attraction or the airport or anything that you want to investigate prior to arrival. The Able Eyes videos are that tool to be able to access that information and all of her, um, the, the founder, Megan Winters, all of her videos uh, over. 80, I think, are on our page about the Lansing area. So that's, again, just good for anybody that wants to preview that. If you're in a wheelchair, you broke your leg and are on crutches, you kind of need to know if you're going to go somewhere, what to expect. You know, if you go to the airport or go to the Breslin Center, you know, what does that look like for me with my with my specialized needs uh, to maneuver and, and get what I need to do? So those are on our page as well. Very good. And uh, I used technology here and uh, looked up his uh, website real quick. It is uh, 
Xavier DeGroot uh, Foundation.org. But uh, again, that is also available at Lansing.org. And uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, GLCVB. Of course, that, that is the actual organization that you're associated with. Tell me a little bit about the goal of GLCVB here in Lansing. Absolutely. We are the organization here locally that promotes and develops this destination as a tourism, Mm -hmm. uh, a visitor destination. So we want people to come here and enjoy our community spend some money and then go back home so so that they got to enjoy and then tell their friends all about what they what they did while they were here. So we've been in the community about 60 years promoting uh, basically all the attractions, things to do, all the festivals and events and raising that awareness. But this program came to us um, related to the autism awareness and why we got involved. It's probably not something that a lot of traditional convention and visitors bureaus might I, do. It's awesome that you did. Yeah, we just felt like we say we're welcoming to all, but how do we show that? And mm-hmm. so it started with the Wharton Center back in, um, they were going to show in 2018 the 100% sensory friendly performance of Disney's The Lion King. And that was a great, wonderful opportunity for the community to invite guests from around the country for such a unique experience where there was no judgment in a theater, where you hear so many stories of families that, you know, mom and, and son may go to see the show, but daughter who's on the spectrum stays home with mm-hmm. someone else. Mm-hmm. You, you can't all go as one family because if there's any kind of issue where um, someone can't remain in the theater, then everyone's looking at you and shushing you and asking you to be quiet. Where this performance at Wharton Center was going to allow all of that, allow you to get up, wear your headphones, bring um, electronic devices because that is a calming thing for some people. So the Wharton Center set the stage, literally, and, uh, <laughs> sorry. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so we met and I said to, we talked together and we said, how can we now take advantage of all these people coming to our community? What else can they do? Let's not just have them come here for one show. What else can we do to build a weekend, build an experience, build a perpetual, um, way for people to connect with our community. So Potter Park Zoo was an early adapter with their Falconers program. So mm-hmm. they offer the monthly program uh, for for families to come out and enjoy the zoo off hours and in a, in a, in a more calming way. Uh, Abrams Planetarium has been involved, Impression 5 Science Center, um, Celebration Cinema, NCG Cinema. It was just everybody jumped on it at the high point prior to the pandemic, we had 14 attractions offering specialized, specific, sensory-friendly programming in this destination to then allow us at the Convention and Visitors Bureau to put it all together and say, this is our community. Come here if you're looking to have this kind of experience that maybe you can't have anywhere else. So we've been able to talk about it nationally, and that's been uh, very rewarding as well to try to get to spread that and have other communities Wonderful. do something similar. And so we felt like, you know, some certain art museums or certain entities, attractions, you know, Disney World, all those big, the big guns, definitely do these type of things. But to put it together as a whole destination was something a little bit more unique, and, and we're real proud of, of where we've come. So as I said, the pandemic kind of paused us a little bit, obviously. Sure. But we're... Has it paused everybody? Say, yeah, duh. <laughs> and uh, we're now coming back strong. All the attractions are almost back to offering um, what they've done, and then and enhancing that as well. We've developed uh, sensory toolkits, which is each attraction now has a 
a bag or a backpack that you could check out when you walk in. And so you might walk through or be a part of the Lansing Art Gallery, and then you don't know that, oh, you know what, I might just, I, I forgot something for my cousin to fidget with while they're walking through just to keep their hands busy and keep them engaged. Right. But this backpack has that. And so it has noise canceling headphones. Mm. It has other devices that just help your experience if, if you need that. And so that's another step that was taken uh, collectively here, the trainings I mentioned. And then quite honestly, it just started spreading where a lot of the businesses that maybe aren't traditionally tourism centric started saying, I want to do that training. I want to understand my customers better. Uh, such as Playmakers, CADA, uh, they started getting involved. So we included them in, in how we promote and represent uh, the whole destination because people ride public transit. People might buy some shoes at Playmakers because it's, you know, one of a kind type of shop in our community. So it was just growing so beautifully. And then we got paused, but we're, we're excited that it's coming back and, and reformulating and, and even doing it in, in new and different ways, which is very exciting. Did you anticipate that it was going to be embraced so well by the community? I mean, I know that's a very yeah. general question, but it, it's one of those things where it's like you looking back now, you know, did you realize you were creating such a positive change? I think is what I'm getting at. I, I guess I certainly hoped or, it would. Or your organization. For, I should give everybody the uh, credit, right, I'm sure. Right, There's certainly a lot of hands involved in this, right. not just me. Um, but yes, I, I think we we were going down that path. That My goal always was a friend of mine whose son is on the autism spectrum, and she constantly said why she was trying to help me was mm-hmm. that they could, her son's 18, they could never do these type of things when he was young. And so... How can we make it that that's not the case in our community? So how do we have it where families can go to something, all of them, such as Wharton Center or the Art Gallery or Impression 5 Science Center, and not leave people at home? So that was our our wish, and I think that that is the feedback we've been getting, and that's when I go to something and see that happening. That's when I get a little misty in my eyes I and don't. say, yay, it's <laughs> happening. So that's, that's what's gratifying and, and brings joy. Uh, this, of course, is a, uh, a rotating event each and every April. Uh, the uh, Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau, that uh, it's the Autism Awareness Month here in, in the Lansing area. You've mentioned a number of the organizations, and of course, any event like this, usually you've got uh, rotating organizations that, that are going to be a part of it each and every year. And I realize this is kind of a, a different situation because we're just coming well, we're still not quite out of the pandemic, but we don't know what we are. <laughs> we're all trying to get there. Uh, have you gotten any new involvement this year? You know, we are just starting on that. We're ch- we okay. worked real hard at first to get all the ones we had to come back. Right. And so that's where we are almost there. And so some of them were just starting to, if they weren't offering a program or something that they did uh, as a one-time event, now maybe they're doing it four or five times a year, or they're adding it monthly. So many of these, even though we're celebrating Autism Awareness Month in April, the activities, most of them are monthly. So you can do this, you know, be part of these sensory-friendly activities as a visitor or community member throughout the year, which is what gives it lasting, long, you know, that longevity and that power to, to always be available. Very cool. And we've preferenced several times that uh, you, of course, are not an authority or uh, educator on on it, but it has been great having this conversation with you. Uh, You've helped me become more educated, so that was good. Hopefully we've done the same for others. 
Uh, what would you recommend to somebody who does want to find out actual professional opinion on, on any of this information? What would you recommend? So the Mid-Michigan Autism Association mm -hmm. has some great resources, and that's mmma.org, I believe. And you and, said you had a link on. And on, that is also on our website. And quite honestly, we're so fortunate in this community that Michigan State University does have a autism uh clinic. That's going to be where my knowledge is a little shaky, but they have a, a lot of resources there on campus that, that helps at all levels. So that's a good resource as well. All right. And again, your website address is lansing.org. And this is uh, Julie Pinkston from the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau here in uh, the area. And we're talking about uh, Autism Awareness Month. So if you get a chance, please check out what they have to offer. We're going to finish out here. And I want to thank you, first of all, before we do finish up for uh, putting this together, helping the awareness come about and doing everything that you guys do at the uh, GLCVB, not only for this, but for everything else that you do here in the area. All right, final question of the day. If you had the ability to snap your fingers and put one thought into the collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time, what would that be? So that is just a great question, and I can answer it in two different ways, I think. One tied to the, what we're talking about today, mm -hmm. and one to what I do every day also. So okay. the words I would snap in everyone's brain is be kind. I have a t-shirt that actually says that and that's with autism it's just like be kind don't judge yeah. just understand that someone's going through something that you might not understand and maybe offer to help if you see you know I, I use the example because it happened to me and I saw it happen was people were checking into a hotel a family and mm -hmm. they were traveling and I there was the meltdown like the kid on the ground mm -hmm. you know just in, 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 uncontrollable really and the the parents obviously knew exactly what to do and how to handle it, but just you know, we offered, is there anything we can do? And, and, and sometimes the answer will be yes. Sometimes the answer will be no. Just know that too. You don't have to insert yourself, but how can you just offer that, that kindness and, yes. and take that moment? And that is also then my message related to the universe of I represent the hospitality industry, and there's a lot of struggles in our world right now because oh, yeah. employment and workforce is is just very limited right now in finding enough people to work in the jobs. And so the ones that are are working extraordinary hours, they're being asked to do a lot of things that maybe they didn't do before. And the kindness needs to go to them because just be kind. I, we've had so many, you know, a, a server get yelled at because the kitchen is slow because there's only one cook back there. Uh -huh. And so the server gets yelled at. So what are they going to, they're not going to stay and take that, you know, they're going to quit too. So right, that's right. the problem. It's like a self-perpetuating thing that we just need to be kind and get through this so that our industry can come back stronger. So the, the be kind is my word of the day. It's excellent answer. And I can tell you as somebody who has been in the service industry that the, you know, and as much as you try not to carry on that negative vibe, but somebody gives you a little bit of negative vibe, all of a sudden you end up letting that out of yourself. But the amazing part was, is when somebody was kind or, or friendly to me, even when I was in that negative mode, all of a sudden I found that I passed that on as well. So be kind is a Be wonderful kind. and awesome I have a awesome t-shirt that says it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you, Julie, for coming in. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. 
Remember, we can all contribute something good to this world, no matter how big or small. A simple smile, a friendly gesture, that's all it takes to expand the power of positivity one inch further. I encourage you to find your shining star within by being the change you want to see. Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dedalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars On Demand, along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org.